Hello and welcome to the Jesse and Melva podcast. Let's talk about love and marriage. We are so glad you're here. Do you know how so many couples get so caught in the routine of their daily lives that their relationship loses its spark? Well, we help you get that spark back in the way that sticks. This is the place where you will discover the secrets of happy couples that you can apply to your own relationships. And now, here's Jesse and Melba. Hello again. This is Jesse Johnson. And I am Melba Thomas Johnson. Welcome back. Thanks, Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you taking this time to join us. We know that today's show is going to be of interest to a lot of people. So you'll want to listen in and maybe even take a few notes as we discuss today's topic. Our intent is to provide you with information and support to help you in all your important relationships, especially in your marriage or coupleship. Melvin and I are continuing our series on the 10 most common relationship problems. Today's show is the loss of sexual intimacy and romance in long-term committed relationships. So with that bit of an introduction, Melvin, let's begin. Okay. Well, first, we'd like to say that the loss of sexual intimacy in a long-term relationship and marriage is a disturbing and painful issue between couples. Also, the lack of sex becomes the topic of heated arguments in a lot of relationships. And, of course, when partners argue about it, the fighting doesn't create a romantic atmosphere for sexual intimacy. So, most often, couples are so upset that they don't have sex, they can't talk about it in a way that meets the needs of both persons, so the problem just isn't addressed. So when couples don't have a way of talking about their issues, they tend to avoid them. And when they can't talk about sex, they tend to avoid having sex. But most of the time, you know, uh, the relationship doesn't start out that way. In fact, couples, uh, when they meet, there is an attraction, they create a relationship, they become emotionally and romantically connected, and at some point in the relationship, whether it's before a real commitment or marriage or afterward, they become sexually active. And once they do become sexually active, I mean they really become sexually active. There's lots of sex. Lots. And during this phase of the relationship that is often referred to as the romantic phase, when the attraction takes place, there is a release of various hormones in the brain, one of which is called phenothalamine, or PEA, that gives couples the feeling of euphoria and it boosts, boosts the couple's sexual desire. So what starts off as a whole lot of sexual energy is expected to continue for a lifetime. Men, especially, believe that they're in heaven, that they're going to experience the frequency and intensity of this kind of sexual passion forever. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. So you can imagine the kind of uh, frustration and anger that men must feel when their spouses or girlfriends begin to lose uh, some of their interest in having sex. In fact, they might even start complaining that sex isn't 
the same for them, that is the women complain, that it's not the same for them anymore so they don't have the same kind of interest that they once had. I've heard even some men complain by accusing their wives or their girlfriends that they've been lied to, mm-hmm. that um, they made the man feel and believe that he was going to have the same kind of sexual activity the couple had experienced before they got married, that that was something they were going to experience forever. But as soon as they got married or start moving in together or made a commitment or whatever, all of that stopped. Uh, that it wasn't, it, it's, the fact is that it wasn't that the woman lied to her man. It was for the simple fact that, number one, the phenolethylamine or PEA, which is just one of the hormones that's secreted in the brain uh, in a romantic state, that particular uh, heightened desire begins to fall off uh, remarkably after the couple has bonded. So the PEA reduces, and so therefore uh, the sexual desire is not as intense. You know, most couples don't know that. That's very true. Yeah. They believe that that, that feeling of uh, euphoria is supposed to last forever, and they, they're stumped. They are stumped. They think, yeah. They are stumped. And number two, um, the fact is that the day-to-day issues that uh, many couples have to face and deal with in long-term relationships many times just don't get handled that well, and then conflicts ensue. And and so, again, as you shared a minute ago, Melville, if you're fighting, you're not very likely to want to have sex with your partner. Unless you're in the kind of relationship where there is fighting and then there's fighting for the purpose of making up because... There's a wonderful sexual experience. But that's another story and another show. That's true. (laughs) At this point, in terms of what you're talking about, when you start having conflicts that you just don't know how to resolve, you have entered the second phase of relationships that has been referred to as the power struggle phase. And as Jesse just said, when you find yourself fighting a lot, not knowing how to manage your conflicts and disagreements outside the bedroom door, Those things don't make you feel much like having sex. And that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Research has shown that anger, criticism, rejection, abuse, and life stress are all major contributors to the loss of sexual interest among both or one of the partners. Right. And, you know, I think um, sometimes there can even be a difference in that between men and women because some people, I'm thinking right now of men, some men when they're really stressed out and that kind of thing, they want to have more sex because it's their way of kind of releasing and letting go uh, and that kind of thing. And so uh, on the other hand, if the woman feels that she's been criticized and, 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 and stressed and pressured and all that kind of thing, uh, she may not be that interested in having sex. So that, again, is a kind of a conflict sometimes that men and women might have. And sometimes, yeah, that's right. And sometimes women want sex because they see that the man is struggling and vulnerable, and they want to connect with them and reassure them. That's true, too. Yeah. yeah. And so, and sometimes it's very difficult for the man to respond. Right. So that creates a, a problem, too. So, um... Uh, Melba, I'm glad that you mentioned uh, the last part uh, uh, about the diminished interest in sex uh, because I think most women believe that men can have sex just at a moment's notice. I mean, just we're always ready. Yeah, that's the way it's been 
you know, publicized, and that's the way the media portrays it. Right, okay. So absolutely, women. Many women think that. But that's not entirely true. Men are also impacted by emotional turmoil going on between them and their wives or their partners. You know, men might want to have sex, um, uh, you know, but they are sometimes may not always be that interested in having sex if there's a lot of, of constant quarreling and arguing at this point, you know. Now, it doesn't mean that men don't want to have sex. Mm-hmm. It just might mean that if you're the wife and you are hassling the man or arguing or complaining or whatever, he may not want to have sex with you. That doesn't mean he doesn't want to have sex. Yeah. But he may want to, you know, so it doesn't take away his sexual desire or energy. I think most men, I would say, would prefer to have sex with their wives, that that is the most enjoyable and most fulfilling part of it. And um, uh, the danger is that when men or women, for that matter, have strong sexual desires that they can't get fulfilled at home, they may be tempted to seek sexual relief elsewhere. And, of course, when you have an affair and you cheat and so on, that just only complicates the problem. And what we have said repeatedly on this show and in articles and other things that we have written and talked about, we urge couples to fix the problem in the relationship, seeking it, seeking some kind of resolution to help outside of the relationship never works. Never, right. never. A recent study showed that nearly one-third of women aged 18 to 59 suffer from a loss of interest in sex. The other thing is that it's not just in their heads. Men's chief sexual complaint is erectile dysfunction. A woman's chief complaint is caused by a combination of both mental and physical conditions. Jesse, it might be helpful for us to share some of the other aspects of sexual desire in order to help our listeners get to the root of the reasons why there's often a loss of sexual intimacy in relationships. Okay, so why don't you start, Melvin? Okay. Uh, the first interpersonal relationship issues. The first is interpersonal relationship issues. One or both partners, for example, might have a performance problem which causes them a great deal of anxiety about sex. It also might include some kind of dissatisfaction in the relationship, and that's usually the, the um, prevailing problem. Um, the birth of a child can also impact the couple having uninterrupted time for sex. And becoming a caregiver to a family member might also decrease sexual desire. And um, another is the second one might be uh, include sexual, I mean, sorry, social conditions or situations. Now, these might include an example of what's going on right now in the economy. You know, there are a great many people who are having serious financial problems right now. You know, many are facing home foreclosures. Many people are being laid off. There's threats of layoffs um, and so on. And when you're facing very stressful life situations, this definitely impacts your libido. That is so true. And there's a third factor, and the third is low testosterone. This is something that is not well known by a majority of people, probably until recently, because there's been a lot of talk about that on That's many true. of the talk shows. That's true. Um, some have never heard of testosterone, 
And if they have, they don't know what it means, even though it's been discussed in different forums. So let's clear that up first. Testosterone is a hormone in the body that affects the amount of sexual drive in both men and women. The level of testosterone peaks in the 20s and starts dropping off after that. There is a steady decline in testosterone levels in the late 20s through menopause where it drops off dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, menopause is where it really comes up a lot, like in counseling and um, when people are struggling with it a lot. You know, women yeah, struggle with true. that a lot when they're going through menopause. That's very true. It's not the kind of thing that they know how to have a conversation with their mate about because they don't have enough information about what's going on right. um, with their body. Right, that's very true. Uh, a fourth are medical problems. Uh, medical problems such as diabetics, uh, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, heart conditions, even mental illnesses such as depression or for women uh, conditions such as endometriosis or fibroids or thyroid disorders can all impact the sexual drive in men and women uh, either mentally or physically or both. Yeah. So so your, your medical condition also impacts uh, your desire for sexual intimacy. Yeah, and, and there's a fifth element that's related to medical problems, and that's medications. Jesse just mentioned a number of medical problems that can impact sexual desire in men and women. Related to those problems are a number of medications used to treat those conditions. Some of the drugs used to treat those conditions also have an impact on the libido. You know, I think it's really important that uh, uh, when when people go to a doctor just for some kind of medical treatment that one of the things they might want to check out with the doctor to ask, and we recommend this to all our clients, is that you ask the doctor about possible side effects. Absolutely. So that if something does happen that you're prepared, you know what it is, and if it impacts your life, for example, in a sexual way, the doctor often has a, a choice of other kind of medications that you can uh, take as a way of helping to address that. And uh, so it's important to talk that over with your doctor. Yes. The sixth, of course, is age. Uh, We mentioned earlier that as we age, our bodies change, and that those changes impact our sexual interests and and the amount of desire. Those physical changes tend to reduce our ability to function the way we did when we were younger. The good news is that Medical doctors have very successful ways of treating a wide range of age and medical problems that impact our ability to have uh, great sex like we had. Uh, you know what? Um, not only doctors, but baby boomers yes. have are taking care of themselves in such beautiful ways and healthy ways that uh, they, too, have found ways to take care of themselves that lead to um, maintaining a wonderful sex life. You know, remembering that um, uh, a few years ago we were visiting on a, a retirement community out in Arizona. Yeah. And uh, we were uh, in the uh, the recreation center. It mm-hmm. was a huge complex. I remember. And there, many of the retirees, of course, were in their uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond. And there was a large poster in the in the uh, uh, in the room uh, in the, in the uh, hall 
that asked seniors not to have sex publicly, like on the, the public uh, benches and things of that nature. They were getting complaints for people becoming, being sexually active uh, publicly, and they asked people not to do that. Yeah, and and those couples are the couples that have information that uh, that is not discussed a lot. That's very true. <clears throat> so so I think that, again, just kind of blows the, the the common belief that as you age, that you know you get to the point where you can no longer be sexually active, and so taking care of yourself has benefits. Yes, yes it does. <laughs> yes it does. So um, why don't we talk a minute about how to get help for sexual problems? Okay. Um, the first recommendation, and we have a few, <clears throat> the first recommendation is that if you and or you and your partner or spouse are having a decreased um, sexual um, interaction, the first thing we'd recommend to both of you is that you see your doctor for a comprehensive medical review. You should share with your doctor your concern about the loss of sexual desire and or the ability to function and obtain treatment for whatever the condition might be. Now, after you check that out, we would suggest the following. Seek the help of a marriage therapist to help you deal with your relationship problems. We strongly suggest that you work on your communications because it's, it often appears to be the basic problem in many relationships. And, you know, as long as relationship uh, conversations have been going on, um, there's still dif difficulty with many couples or lack of awareness about how to share with your partner what it is that you want that leads to you feeling loved and cared about right. and sexually desired. Absolutely. So that's why communication is so important. That's true. Uh, also, we would suggest that you, this is number two, that you get some sex therapy if you have a real problem um, uh, that may be, um, after you've ruled out physical, you've ruled out um, uh, some other things that you might want to consider some sex therapy. It, it really is an effective way of dealing with a variety of dysfunction that affects both persons in a relationship. Remember that if either partner has a problem, that both partners have a problem. That's true. And, you know, when you were saying that about uh, some kind of sex therapy, uh, one, um, I don't think it's such a new idea, but it's more and more prevalent, and that's the idea of tantric sex. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that a lot of couples are learning about and incorporating in their relationship at any age. Okay, so number three. If you have a medical condition, talk to your doctor about changing medications or altering the dose. So, um, you know, sometimes when you're taking medication, um, your condition improves, and sometimes you need a reevaluation re right. of the medication. That's also true. Yeah. And <laughs> if you have an underlying medical condition, you might want to talk to your doctor about getting medical treatment. For example, if you have painful fibroids. You might want to consider surgery to remove them. And there are other conditions that might uh, that you might have that could be treated by medications. And as you said a moment, a moment ago, Melba, do a medication review because there may be some new medications out that might be more effective and have less side effects than the ones that maybe you've been taking for a while. Yeah, and also talk to your doctor about alternative treatments. That's awesome. Because there's holistic physicians as well that could 
work in concert with a traditional physician mm-hmm. so that you can learn all of your options. That's true. Um, and number five, we would recommend that you have your testosterone levels checked and explore with your doctor your options for treatment. Vaginal dryness and a variety of other conditions should be discussed with your doctor and you should, should be aware of a wide range of treatments for a number of sexually related issues. And I, I think we both would recommend that you go in um, to the doctor together. Mm-hmm. You know, so even if the woman is going to see a gynecologist, that uh, the doctor, I mean, that the, the, the uh, partner go in with him. Um, when the man is going in to see a urologist, that the women uh, go in. Right. So that you both know what's going on with each other. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. And the doctor can support both of you, can give you information about how you can be mutually supported to achieve the kind of connection um, that you both desire. Well, I'm seeing that we, uh, we've we been talking about this Whoa. for a while, and, that, and we've got about eight minutes left, and so uh, we got so much... We've got a lot more we can share with you, but we'll just try to highlight a few things, and we'll get as far as we can uh, before um, uh, we have to sign off. So talk a moment about the impact of the loss of sexual interest on partnerships. Uh, when a married or committed man in a relationship loses desire for sex, this can have a de- devastating impact on the woman. She may begin to feel inadequate, maybe question whether or not her man still desires her, questions herself about how she looks, her attractiveness, and all these contributed to, contribute to her loss of self-esteem. She may also feel angry, resentful, and depressed. All of these contribute to her loss of sexual desire. She may also feel that her man is unwilling to have a closer and more intimate relationship with her. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that both partners tend to make assumptions about what the other partner's behavior means without checking it out to see whether or not it's true. For example, it may be that the man is having a medical problem, and that's impacting his ability to function sexually. So you need to check it out and ask questions about what's going on. That's true. And when a woman loses her desire for sex, the man often becomes angry and withdraws. He may believe that the reason why she will not have sex with him is because she's angry with him for some reason. Well, sometimes she is. Mm -hmm. So since she's angry, she is deliberately getting back at him by not having sex. Well, not necessarily. She's angry with him, and she wants to work it through, and then she'll be ready to have sex. Um, That's I digress. And his belief that she's punishing him makes him even angrier. And as you mentioned, Jesse, when you don't have all the information, we tend to make up our own reasons why without knowing the whole truth or seeing the full story. Mm -hmm. You know, so... Um, that's why it's so important to have a way to communicate, uh, having a process to work through issues and um, deal with feelings because they come up, uh, they're normal, and um, they can be resolved. That's true. Let me, let me just ask you this, Jesse. We have enough information for two calls. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we can um, take a pause here okay. and answer a question, one of the questions that we received. Okay. And then um, on our next um, show, uh, which is in two weeks, um, we can we can pick it up again. Okay. Right? Okay. Because right. uh, our next show is May the 21st. So why don't we take a question, 
and um, and then give our listeners some information about ways that we can help them, um, and continue this next time. Okay. Okay, so we have an email question uh, from someone who says that uh, they've been listening intently, and they uh, are having the kind of problems that we had mentioned um, in terms of wanting, uh, she wants to have uh, more of a sexual connection with her partner, and he is not available. He seems to be shutting her out. Mm -hmm. And so she really loves him, and um, she's frustrated. Um, And it's almost like there's been an an abrupt change in their sexual experiences together. So she's reaching out for help. And, you know, that's interesting. That was the couple uh, question of the week that we had last uh, week as well, because we've had several questions like that. So right. let's answer it in this form as well. Okay. All right. Um, well, let me start off by saying that uh, clearly it seems to me that uh, the person who asked the question and her boyfriend have not found a way yet to be able to talk about whatever is going on about his sudden uh, decrease uh, in sexual interest, and that um, uh, it really is something that the two of them need to talk about. Mm-hmm. And as I, I think we shared on the uh, question that was asked, that we responded to in a, a video um, response, one of the things I said was how important it was uh, not to attack the man for the loss of sexual interest. If he's really having a problem attacking him, and um, and all, it's only going to exacerbate the situation. Yeah, that's true. So um, it's going to be important not to attack him, but rather than that, I suggested that approach would be to stay in her own experience by talking to him about how she was feeling and what she was thinking about the relationship. And, Melvin, you had a really good uh, uh, suggestion about how to do that. How to present it, yeah, Yeah, because we had just mentioned earlier about how important communication is. Um, And so so briefly what I would recommend is that she let him know how important the relationship is to her and the connection that they have had and the quality of that connection and that she misses him mm-hmm. and would like to reconnect mm-hmm. and would like for the two of them to figure out how to do that. Right. Now, the other thing I know is that uh, uh, communication and, and having a talk is not something that uh, men are usually open to. Sometimes no. they just want to work it out by themselves. So that needs to be respected and um, um, inviting a conversation about how can we reconnect because it is, it's such an important quality of the relationship. Well, and and in that connection, I think, uh, in being respectful to the man and his process, Mm -hmm. one of the things that he might really appreciate is her just saying to him, you know, I've noticed, for example, that um, uh, you seem to be more withdrawn uh, and so on, and uh, I'm imagining something is going on with you. You may not want to talk about it right now. But uh, I want you to know that I'm here whenever it seems appropriate for us to talk. 
And so uh, whenever you are, I'm, I'm open to talking to you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your question. Thanks again so much for listening. And uh, remember, we'd like to hear from you, so drop us an email. This has been Jesse Johnson. And Melva Thomas Johnson. Thank you for listening and wishing you success in all your relationships. Take care and goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Jesse and Melva podcast, Let's Talk About Love and Marriage, where we help you get that spark back in your relationship. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and listen to all of our shows. We post new shows every week, and we want to help each of your relationships. You can receive even more great information from successful couples by visiting our Facebook group, Tips for Success in Love, Marriage, and Life. It's easy. Just search for Tips for Success in Love, Marriage, and Life at Facebook.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. See you next time.